town called Lima Heights adjacent. Let me break it down for you. Hell to the north. And my growing feminism will cut you in half like a righteous blade of equality. Also angels. We make culture. Don't they uh, get together in the end? Did you know that dolphins are just gay sharks? Being a part of something special makes you special, right? This show's got to go all over the place or something. Plot twist. Lima doesn't have a zoo. Why do you think it did? Silence, children. Silence. I'm about to go all Lima Heights. Welcome back to Lima Heights Adjacent, a weekly Glee podcast from the wrong side of the tracks. Every week we'll be recapping the most recent episode of Glee and bringing you the insights of fans just like you. I'm Axe. And I'm Ryan. And tonight we're joined by Josh and Kyle. Hey! Hello. (laughs) To discuss New Directions. If you'd like to continue the conversation after the show, hit us up on Tumblr or email limaheightsadjacentpodcast at gmail.com. All right, so we are talking about New Directions this week, not the group, the episode, because that's not confusing at all. Um, so basically, this whole episode is just a continuation of last week, and I'm going to be honest, that did it not just feel like outtakes from stuff they couldn't fit into last week's episode and not an actual episode? A little bit, yeah. Yeah? Uh, I'm not going to lie, I drank a lot when we watched this, so... <laughs> You were pretty Results drunk, yeah. Maybe a bit hazy at times. Yeah, I mean, well, to be honest, even with the drinking part, so we will admit here that maybe we all had a few drinks while we were watching this. Um, but it didn't save it. It. Well, I mean, it just felt kind of patchwork. It didn't flow. I I, I thought the flow was a little off, and the songs were a little bit more hit and miss. I mean, at least they had a few songs that hit this week, because last week I didn't enjoy any of the songs. But The, the Holly holiday thing felt shoehorned in. That totally felt like all they wanted was Gwyneth Paltrow back for a, for a couple episodes. rather. And than I guess her. they cut a scene with... Um, oh, shoot. April Rhodes. They cut a scene with uh, with Kristen Chenoweth. That, they remember they filmed that scene at the planetarium where they were singing... What was the other song that was on the... Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, I was with little... the newbies. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, they also cut a scene with um, Kitty and Artie. Well, yeah, it, it struck me, if, why did they have her there? She did nothing other than talk in the lunchroom. And, and put way at too, the end. And, and way end. too much Splenda on melon. No, and drank. And yeah, drank. how many Splendas went on that melon? Or at least three. Do you remember that? Wine. Yeah, quite a bit. Melon's and already sweet. I've, I, now, I know people that salt cantaloupe. Now, it reminded me of that scene in season two, the first time Blaine meets Sue, and they're at the coffee shop. Yeah. And she puts, like... You've made a powerful enema. <laughs> <laughs> and she puts, like, all that crap in her coffee, and they just sit there and do this. Or they no one... Awkward thing about filming in person is I want to make faces to emphasize points. You guys can't see those faces. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, we're all podcasting from the same room, which is a first for Lima Heights Adjacent. And yeah. it's weird looking at Ryan while I'm talking to her. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about this in order, the first song we had the episode was the Curtain Mercedes thing. Which, thank you, thank you so much, Glee, for reminding me of that awful tater tot story that you had in season two, <laughs> and bring that back. I don't know, I mean, it was an awful story, but I liked the way they dealt with it, and I don't know, but Kurt needs to stop being the food police, because I've seen the way he eats, and I'm sorry, he eats nothing but cookies and cheesecake. That's what gets me, is one, least favorite fan and trope ever is Kurt that only eats salad. Two, Just because he tried to get his dad to eat healthier after he had a heart attack. I tried to get my dad to stop drinking bourbon after a heart attack, that doesn't mean I'm a teetotaler. Um, no, it says the girl with a jello shot in her hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for giving that away. Have another one. <laughs> Thank you, I, Kyle. 
right. You're absolutely right, though. Every time we see Kurt eat, it's cookies and whipped cream and... The only cure for loneliness is cake. Cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake. I do love me some cheesecake. New York they, cheesecake? They really are the same person, mm-hmm. by the way. I, That's I his favorite. Cheesecake. Yeah. cheesecake is its own food group for me. Mm. So, no, I mean, I just get tired of the... The tots thing. The tots thing. That, I did like her response about it being a vegetable, because that's totally something I would say. Like, I love me some tots. tots. are vegetable, unlike Rachel being a... <laughs> it's not a true berry. A fruit. <laughs> we, I, I feel like we've discussed that. Enough. <laughs> um, what was that we discussed enough? But... Um, <laughs> Well, you I know, did like their duet, though. Let me let I, me just say. I found say. it a bit odd that they did go into things like that in order to uh, close up like loose story ends. That was um, a loose story end. Apparently, <laughs> for three was... seasons, Kyle has wanted more resolution to the tater tots. I'm so sorry, I'm laughing so hard. For three seasons, Kyle has wanted more resolution to the tater tot thing. Well, just one would expect that with a graduation of. <laughs> episode, you know, on the way that they'd be kind of tying up some loose ends and especially with like the kind of newbie um, versus originals cast, um, giving them a little more kind of screen time. But Yeah, I'm so glad they, they put that in there. To resolve the Santana and Rachel thing, they cut away a scene, scenes with the newbies who, you know, they lost their glee club. Um, they lost their jobs. <laughs> they lost their glee club. We don't know that for sure. Yeah. Okay. We don't know. I mean, the yeah. likelihood is yes, but we don't know that for sure. Um, They're all going to work for Sue it just It was just a weird pick, because you could have just had them singing a duet without having the tater tot thing. Um, but the duet itself was good. Colfer's... I was impressed, because when I first heard they were going to do a duet, I thought, oh gosh, she's going to overpower him, it's not going to work. Because I'm, I'm a big Kurt fan, you know, I love Chris Colfer's voice, but it has its limits. And, um, you know, let's be real, Amber Riley can belt it out. And I was really impressed with the way that they arranged that and that the harmonies that they did on it. My my favorite comment from, it was either Kyle or Josh, when we were watching the episode, was during the Kurt and Mercedes duet. One of them goes, I'm so glad they're using all of Amber's dance talent. Yay. <laughs> it was Kyle. Shake, shake, shake. It is very true. Like, immediately, you know, we, we spend a whole, however long Dancing with the Stars is, Going, oh my gosh, look at how Amber can dance the second she gets back on Glee. Stand in one place. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of defines her character, but it doesn't show their character can grow. That was really deep. (laughs) And no one can see his deep face he made. How'd you feel about the music all around on this one? That Holly Holiday song was awful, and you've been singing it ever since. Because it's the kind of song that sticks in your head. Yes. My girl wants to party all the time, party all the time. Are you singing potty all the time? <laughs> I think I think Josh is singing potty all the time. No, but I did we did spend an enormous amount of time laughing about how much better it would be if they just started playing that song in really serious and awkward moments. Just yeah. after anything serious start playing party all the time. Yeah. I want to actually go back and re-edit season 1 and put it in there every time Quinn has like a sad moment about her baby. <laughs> Time to party! Practically, are you listening? (laughs) Oh, I'm looking at you. They they forced. They forced what? Whatever her name is, Gwyneth Paltrow on everybody, and it was just not necessary. Why did they bring her back? Because they're going away. Who cares? They should have worried about 
people that were, you know, the students that are there already and said, well, we'll bring her back. And have well, her. it was her last chance because uh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow is never in New York City. Oh, that's right. Never. <laughs> oh, that was sarcasm. It took me a second. Um, <laughs> thanks. So, yeah, I don't, I, even like the lead in to that song, like, who was she supposed to be again? Holly Holiday. No. <laughs> <laughs> And she was standing well, in front of the class. She thought she was going to be at a cross-dressing support group. It's the animal husbandry thing. I, well, I want to know why there's an animal husbandry club, but they had to cancel Glee. They must have come in first place in artificially inseminating cows. Oh, those pigs, they were all sorts of pregnant. Lots of babies. <laughs> Ramble on. No, the, no it, the, the, it was a weak excuse, like that whole, we need to bring music to the other extracurricular activities. That doesn't fix that Glee club's gone. And apparently that also means the jazz band's gone, because that's all those band kids did. Well, they graduated anyway. Yeah, there would never be another kid that wants to play guitar at that school. But, uh, yeah, music isn't incorporated in anything else. I assume that they got rid of the marching band. Yes. Oh. Well, yes. what about the Cheerios? Don't they always use music? And the, I'm sure they have a dance team, or the Cheerios have a dance, like, area. Area? Well, they, they, they did so do poorly the last time they incorporated, uh... The Glee Club's music into no, they didn't. That's when they won nationals. Huh? Funny they, point. It's like that's what he was making. <laughs> <laughs> I like using other people to make my points for me. By the way, <laughs> this will be the theme of my contributions to the show. Today. No, yours will always be. It's not a true berry. Sorry, dear. <laughs> I'm not quite drunk enough to add more hilarious outtakes like that. Please stand by. Yeah, we're actually not drunk, surprisingly. So speaking of drinking, April Rhodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they cut that song with her. So literally, the only point that April Rhodes and Gwyneth Paltrow, Holly Holiday served, was that they tried. They didn't even try to keep Glee Club. They tried to find other stuff for Will to do, and then they did that goodbye to Will thing at the end. But mostly, like they didn't. It didn't even relate to Glee Club. Their efforts were all about. I'm assuming the cut duet between April and Will was bringing it to the Astronomy Club. Trying to bring music oh, to the Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if, if, if you're on LSD, um, which be I better. don't support drug use, it makes a lot more sense. Oh, okay. Sure. Speaking of drug use, let's talk about that party all the time they sequence again. Um, I think it was cute. It was cute. They do that a lot, where like the performance is cute. For well, it's because the cast is friggin' song. adorable. Yeah. The, the dancing everyone did was adorable. Even Matthew Morrison was like funny in it. And I normally find his attempts at being funny in that way a little creepy. Well, he can dance, I mean. Oh, dude can I dance. like when he dances. Yeah. Dude, he way dance. better than rapping. The whole, it, it, it's, it's always cute to see the cast um, be, having fun. Like, like okay, Blaine's like random dance dance break in the middle there. That was the cutest thing I have ever seen. That was just great. That was, it was so much fun. Yeah, there was another scene where like Leah and Diana were doing something funny in the background and I can't remember what it was. But I just remember watching the whole thing going, well, that's really cute. But, I mean, this is the performance that they took all the pictures of, and the cast was Instagramming constantly. Like, it was more The costumes were fantastic. Like, that was just epically, like, epic. cheesy American hustle kind of stuff. Epic. And poor Chris Colfer, I have a feeling sometimes he gets his costumes for this stuff and goes, how much shiny gold can one person it own? It looked pretty good, though. He could pull it off. He pulled that off. He did. Uh, no, he, I just, because, you know, Chris Colt, like, we all read interviews with Chris Colfer. Like, you can just, I can just see his face when he just picks up that costume and goes, 
Yeah, but is the gold shirt worse than the ascot thing that they've got going on when he always wears the scarves? Like, he looks like a he looks Kyle, like a 1970s flight attendant. Kyle made us rewind it because he thought that... Or no, Josh did because they thought that uh, Kurt was dressed up like someone from Scooby-Doo. Right. <laughs> he did! But seriously, like, oh, I don't wow. understand that. It's the same thing that the problem I had, like, in season three with all the hats. I was like, stop with the hats. It's like, it's just... Russians are. It's weird. Oh, as long as they didn't bring back that, uh, like, leather confederate hat. <laughs> Kyle hated that Jauntily hat. placed cap. I really like was a Russian czar. Oh, no, he, the, this would be that one that was the scene where he gives, uh, West Side Story, where he gives Blaine the roses. Yeah, he's that, wearing that one in the other scene, too. I like your jauntily placed cap. Yeah, Kyle calls it the, the leather hat. confederate hat. Yeah, it's the same mm. hat. I No, I didn't like the one that he wore when he said he looked like Princess Leia. Remember the, like, leather wrap thing he had on and, like, the poncho? Remember that? Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have to one day do a podcast of just questionable outfits people have worn on Glee. There's a lot of because them. Because we would spend Ooh, the entire like time talking about carpet. Blaine, Kurt, and Rachel. Like, the whole time we'd be talking about them. Some of Tina's outfits, too, probably. Like when, when they she... had her do steampunk, it didn't even fit her. Mm-mm. No, and it wasn't really steampunk. The hat was. But, regardless, so the episode was fun. We love the costumes. They've done a great job with costumes all season, though. Um... So we had that, then we had the conclusion of the, ra- Santana got a good chunk of focus with the conclusion to the Britanna thing, and then the conclusion to her feud with Rachel. Actually, before we get to that, I'm going to throw in, if we're going to talk about songs, the Quinn and Pup song, which goes back to that point of it felt like a scene that they couldn't cram into last week. Yes, it did. Because yep. yeah. they had no plot in this. Yeah. They just right? were making cute faces at each other the whole time. And then, yeah. You know it was. You know it was actually. I liked that scene, but mostly because of Rachel in the background looking all sad. Because there was like this feeling of it should have been her and Finn, and that was like that was tough. By that, I mean it was sweet, but I was sad. Yeah, it was very. Thank sad. Thank you for making me sad. It was sad. Tag um, your feels. Tag your that, feels. That was actually a joke. Um, <laughs> it's trending. That's Twitter, honey. Oh, he tried. Josh tried. <laughs> Josh doesn't like social media. Josh isn't speaking either. What did you think of the Puck and Quinn thing? Waste of space, air, and time in this episode. Why? Because it didn't have anything to do with this episode. She had. They had the big fight and crap at the other one. Do it then. That's when you need to do it. Right after yeah. they had the, he threw the guy in the dumpster and all that shit. Do it then. You're done with it. Clean up that little fucking. Yeah. Deal. Put a bow on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was cute as hell. I still don't understand, you know, what that all, I mean, you're my soulmate. I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on. So, yeah, was it supposed to show that she went from Macintosh, basically a character made to so that she was about to settle down with someone for their, like, heritage and money and everything, and that's what she was doing with going to Yale? But then reverted back to Puck, who was her one true love the whole time. Yes. She hated Puck most of the time, didn't she? Yeah, she... Was it supposed to be like a, you know, I hate you, but I really love you? I don't... I'm so... Like... Poor Quinn. Her storyline is, like, so all over the place. All over the place. And I'm just... You know, when we all... Just talk about how pretty Diana looked in these two episodes. Yeah, we'll just pretend that's all it was, was Diana looking pretty. Because she really did. Pretty. Pretty. It was weird. I, didn't, I, I, meant, I meant to mention this last week, like when they did the the um, Unholy Trinity trio that they did. 
Um, that's not a weird Trinity trio. Trinity trio, go on, please. <laughs> there were three of them, in case you weren't clear and they, on and that. And they told, so, did they sing a song with all three of them in their Trinity they trio? They did. There were oh. three of them singing, and they all three had different parts. Did they sing three? Trace times. So, <laughs> Trace faces. So anyway, um, no, but it was weird to see all them in the cheerio uniforms with their hair down. Did that not trip you out? I was like, this is weird. And Quinn had like a sexy toss Oh, it was on. so cute. We went Whatever. different places with that hairstyle. Um, <laughs> Still way better than Katie. I like Kitty, though. Wait, that <laughs> was confusing. Different you... way. Okay. You're not Kitty. But it was cuter than the severe ponytail, I guess is what I was getting yes. at. Yes, yes that, that pulls their face back with them. Um, Although I actually prefer Santana with her hair up, but it's neither here nor there. I prefer Brittany with her hair up. Well, there oh. you go. Brittana with buns. Oh, I, I pictured bunnies. But no, instead of bunnies, Britt... Brittany bought Santana the lesbian of flowers. Are they real? I mean, they kind of look vaginal. They just remind me of funerals, though. Calories? The white ones, yeah. That Brittana storyline was weird. Like, after last I week. I it last week, and yeah. this week it was just, like, quickly resolved and no mention of Danny <laughs> after they made it sound like. Did you like Danny, Josh? Which one was he again? Oh, she. Dan- she. Danny was uh, Demi Lovato. That says it all, I think. Danny yeah. was Demi Lovato, who I met last week. That's really cool. Um, that. Do you remember who Danny was? The uh, girl that Santana was dating that worked at the diner? Yeah. She's only in a couple episodes. Yeah, well, I don't remember very well. I, I wasn't too... Well, maybe because New York stuff. They, they show her and they build up this kind of backstory and it leads up to nothing. She sings more with Adam Lambert it, than she does. Yeah. And it actually she never even had like a solo. With neither a mention or anything. I can only assume that Santana kills her. <laughs> Which fits with how... Santana was acting this episode when she finally quits the funny girl thing. That's how they resolved that feud. That was bizarre. Weak. It was weak. I mean, one, Josh, you said it earlier um, about what was your feeling about how what Santana did? Uh, like, she, she just gave up. Yeah, she just gave up. About. I mean, that's just like totally not her uh, <laughs> MO. Even when know. she's she, wrong about stuff, yeah. she doesn't give up. No, she just gave up this time. Like, oh, I'm just going to give up and just. That would resolve Cause, it Because Brittany told her to, and she wants to run away with Brittany? I guess. I guess. I mean, I understand. It, it almost was like an admission, like, yeah, I just did this to prove that I could or something. Like, that would have made more sense. Like, I just needed to prove to myself that I could do it, or I wanted to prove to but, you that I could do it, or anything like that. The thing is, did like, she really do that? Because no. she didn't beat her. I, I honestly, so she didn't prove anything. I honestly have a theory that the writers are writing her... Like, she's actually quite intimidated by Rachel, and part of the reason she bullied her was because she knew Rachel had a lot of talent and had the possibility of kind of upstaging her, and she was all, she, and she knew in Glee Club, like, she, you know, the reason why she left for the Trouble Tones in season three was because she wasn't getting solos, and so she wanted to be in another group where she could get a solo. Like, I really do think that she was threatened by, um, threatened by Rachel in, in a way that we didn't, you know... I just don't think they've ever made it really clear. It was also a callback to that season two Santana, when she like she gave Quinn and Quinn and Finn mono, mm-hmm. just because she she liked want, to stir the pot. She wanted to yeah. stir the pot, and so you know here she had like the commercial acting gig, and she was like, "I want to be famous. Broadway's just another type of fame. I'll stir the pot and see if I can get it." Mm-hmm. Rachel does that peace offering of you can have ten shows, and it's it then goes beyond like what you were saying. It goes beyond her wanting to, if that if she was wanting to prove that she could do it, the 10 shows would have done it. Mm-hmm. She was an understudy. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 shows is more than most understudies get. Right. Or guaranteed to get. Yeah. Well, but, like, 
it's almost, like I said, it's almost like she's, she strikes me as one of those kind of girls that's just really, really competitive with other girls. Mm -hmm. Like, she needs to prove something. I don't know if it's like, I mean, this is getting really deep. I don't know that there's this much thought being put into it, but like, that's stemming from her not coming out, not feeling like she was good enough, or, I don't know, there's just weird. And the only girl she's not like that with is Brittany. It's true. And she even talks to her differently. She's got a softer voice with her, she's not... There's no, like, snarky, quippy one-liners at her, you know? She's not vicious. Right. Not vicious. Well, she doesn't have her walls up. I mean, really, that guarded thing. Right. Brittany can shut it down, too. That's why I think that she's intimidated by Rachel. She's, she's, um, you know, not scared of her, but intimidated by her talent, and that, Mm. you know, Rachel can hold her own. No matter what she threw at this girl, she still came back, you know, shining like a star. Gold star! Um, you know what I mean, though? Like, all joking aside. No, I do, I do. She... No matter what Santana did to this girl, beat her down, make fun of her, had sex with her boyfriend, like, it didn't matter. Rachel still came out on top. And I think that intimidates the fuck out of Santana because she, it's like there's not enough fame in the world to go around. She's got to take it from somebody else. I don't know. I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand that mentality because I'm not was, like that. This, I mean, it's, it's true to her character because they had in that awful disco episode that her only ambition was to be famous. Right, which is why Britney created care. a sex tape. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, a lot of people think about that as a, um, that are competitive. Um, it's the idea of a zero-sum game. If they're going to win, someone has to lose. Yep. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a bully it's a bully mentality. I mean, bullies bully because they want to make themselves feel and look better, right? Isn't that what we're always told? So, like, she brings other people down in order to make herself feel better, better, better. which is, is really sad because she doesn't need to do that. No, she doesn't. She's got She's very talented. talented. She's very smart, like, you know. But she doesn't know that. No one's told her that. That's really upsetting. Well, Gloria Stefan, Gloria Stefan, you need to get on that. I mean, look at the home life. Well, you know, yeah, bounced. they... They implied that her grandmother was her biggest support system. Yep, and her grandmother gave her the gas. Yep. I wish they'd revisit that. Well, Well, Rachel mentioned it about Mm -hmm. when you want to do the shows, if you want to invite your mom or your abuela. So that means that they're talking again, I'm assuming. Or she at least knows enough about Santana to know. To know, yeah. What's shaking? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really satisfied with that ending because it felt like they just wanted to quickly send Santana off with Brittany rather than wrap up the story. However, I liked the resolution of it in that they didn't really make up. They're not like, oh, we're friends. It's more like we understand each other. Peace treaty. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're cool. Like, it's over with. But not, oh my God, let's be besties. It wasn't that, which I'm glad for. It was was France and England post-World War II. It, a lot of things are resolved that way, but it totally reminds me of France and England, like post World War Two. We're not going to fight, but it's still not really like we're not like besties. You. Yeah. Um, and the, all the history. But that that to me is very real. Like I've said before, that you know there are people in high school that I didn't you know particularly care for, and you know like after a while you just kind of go, this is pointless to be kind of even in a slight bit of a fight with you, but you know I'm not going to be your f- best friend because no, can't do that. So we had two two weeks now focusing on Will, focusing on Quinn and Puck and Santana and Mercedes. Um, meanwhile, we have seniors graduating in this episode. Yeah. That got all of six minutes. They got "Loser Like Me," which is beautiful for a song that I think is incredibly cheesy. It was pretty. It sound it sounded more it sounded more emotional than that scene was though. I hate when Glee has that disconnect where a song sounds fun and then the scene is boring or. When there's like a really emotional song, and then the context or whatever they've done with it, yeah, that it was awkwardly performed, but it was a pretty song. 
Um, we also had Tina, who didn't get in, who's gotten waitlisted from Brown, who tried to apply to a Jewish college um, by leaving off the Chang. And someone might want to tell the cast of Glee that when you're adopted, you can be Asian and Jewish if your parents are Jewish. Um, they're not going to deny you admission to college because you're Asian. Um, and then she was completely rejected from OSU, but waitlisted at Brown. Mm. How does that happen? <laughs> well, maybe Brown needed like to up their diversity numbers. It's just a possible suggestion for why that something like that might occur. OSU is the biggest university student-wise in the country. Right, so they don't need a more diverse student body. They probably have it. But Brown's <laughs> Ivy League, and yeah, no, I'm I'm just not even going to get into that. It's right. not believable. I get it. I understand. I'm just I'm just making a dumb argument. It just cracks me up that one week they're like OSU is the worst fate known to man, and the next week OSU will reject you, but an Ivy League school will waitlist you. By the way, it may sound like we're biased. We're, uh, both Ryan and I are from Columbus. From living in Columbus, it is a very good university. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. One of the best universities yeah, in the country. Wonderful the Ohio State University. Yeah. The. Thank and, you. Well, and for a, uh, a kid growing up in Ohio, that would be um, like the it's thing. actually a yeah. very spiritual idea of going to OSU. Like, a lot of people are raised with the idea of going there. And but on a personal same. level, we're always kind of affronted when they act like Columbus is no better than, than Lima because, yeah, it is. A lot. <laughs> well, fictional Lima's, like, way better than actual facts Lima, too. I've been to actual facts Lima. Um, yeah, fictional Lima is a conglomeration of every major city in Ohio. Somehow. Other than Cincinnati and Columbus. Parts. And I think Cleveland. Like, they've mentioned Cleveland, maybe. Um, yeah, I, the Tina thing, I, I, it was such false hope. Like, we all knew she wasn't going to end up going to New York with the boys. Do you don't think she might still... I want it to happen. Especially now that Santana has run off to Lesbos, Hawaii. Um, <laughs> it need, New York needs women. It does. You, you can't just have Rachel. Um, what? Wait, did, did Ryan just say you can't just have Rachel? Yeah, Rachel can't be the only woman on a show. Isn't a Sunday better and to than be a real, scoop of ice cream? If Santana isn't <laughs> on the show as a regular, like as yeah. an on the show every week regular, and... You have the who who we know of the boys are going to New York. Artie's going to film school. Sam, Sam said he was just going to tag along and hang do whatever. Out with Blaine yeah. and Blaine hang out in his underwear. And Blaine apparently. got his two second. I got into Niada, yay! Which woo, he was the only one that didn't have to struggle to get in. Um, <laughs> bad omens, uh, right? Um, the only person of color on the show is going to be Blaine if, if they don't bring somebody. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And he's Very not true. even, like, a super person of color, if you will. I don't know if well, yeah, I mean, he, word, he, but... he, pa- he passes as white, so, like, general yeah. audience is not going to know no. that he's, yeah. That, yeah. that the actor is half Filipino, and, you know, it, it, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you, if, to the general audience, there is no one of color. Nope. Yeah. If you just look at it, just going by looks. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they need, as much as, like, remember when Glee was so glutted with characters that we were all, like... And everybody called it the Rainbow Show because it was just, like, a, a hug of diversity. Well, I remember It was almost like I a Wonder Bread ad. I, before I watched Glee, that used to be a joke that, like, the soup and other shows yeah. would make about Glee is that it was just, like, yeah. a diversity poster. It was like a United Colors of Benetton ad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Now, now we're down to two gay men and 
one white passing half Filipino man as the only like non-white characters, non-white heterosexual characters on the show. How did we get here? They're gonna fix that problem. And they're in New York City. But I mean, we watch, have, watch. We had Rachel's friends. Gonna start dating a black guy. Yeah, but uh, they had no no friends who were yeah, know, not white. Yeah. yeah, you know, all of a sudden it's just gonna be like, oh look, we're all diverse again. Speaking of friends, how much did you guys like that Friends parody they did? Listen, if if the show is nothing but Tina Cohen Chang's hallucinations for the remainder of the this season next, I'm okay with that. Her last hallucin who's hallucination was fantastic. And uh, this one, I think, even topped it. I almost think that would be a great opportunity for a spinoff. Just Tina. Yep, Tina's hallucinations. T- T- Tina's fevered dream. She, she her imagines. Her, they put her into a vegetative state, and that's all she does. She, she imagines Blaine, anyway. Sam, Rachel, and Kurt as like the Golden Girls. <laughs> there you go. My favorite is that if you looked in that scene where it had uh. Kurt and Blaine making out, they were all, there was like multiple sets of bunk beds, so she was literally imagining everyone living in the TARDIS loft. Except, pretty much. there was like one double bed. Whose was that? Oh, was that, that hers? It's Tina Ko Chang. It's either Queen T's or Rachel's. I'm no, sure Queen T's. Her. She shared it with Rachel. No, she was gonna. That just her. changes the whole dynamic of the show. Oh, no, Boom. No, no, no. It was her bed, but she is Rachel. Oh, yeah, because she had the Rachel. She had the well, Rachel so, haircut. But so did Rachel. No, Rachel had uh, Monica's haircut from did the first she? Oh, yeah, season. She, she had the short bob kind of thing. Like it's, the shaggy bob. That, that, there's some meta to be written about how Tina who was Rachel. wants to be Rachel was, was Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Uh-uh. Kyle looks... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I, I accidentally stumbled upon that. The, no, the viewer, and I meant something completely the different. I was actually going to point out that at the end of the series, uh, you were going to learn that Tina Cohen Chang is an imagination alter ego of Rachel Berry. Or Rachel Berry is the alter ego of Tina Cohen. I, I mean, there you go. Yeah, the ho- also the gag about Sam just walking around in his underwear because he left his clothes at the laundromat. I was, was like so okay with that. That was fan service, by the way. I'm a fan, and I was serviced was- delightedly. <laughs> yeah, I like that Tina's hallucination includes Sam in his underwear and Kurt and Blaine making out in a big tub of Vicks vapor rub. Oh God. <laughs> Josh may not talk a lot, but what he does, golden. Another product plug. Um, (laughs) We we, we demand we demand uh, advertising revenue. Also, in Tina's fantasy, Mike Chang still has a thing. That was cute. I was like, poor Tina. She like still is just hagalicious. I just please don't put them back together because if one more high people that dated in high school end up like soulmates, I will like claw something. What, What will you do? What will you claw? Him probably he sits oh, next to me when I watch Glee. Sorry, she's gonna Glee. end up with a let's see here Native American. A Native American? What? Wait, are, Native are you American trying guy. to make the village people or something? I am. They're in the Blaine ends up with a fire with a firefighter. Blaine Blaine was already dressed like somebody from the village people there last season during that queen number. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was. He's like the cop. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, no, he was like the leather guy. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. The cop. <laughs> the cop. Here we go. <laughs> what is my brain? <laughs> what the cops look like in Florida. <laughs> not, not like Blaine Anderson. But right you're, you're going to call him the leather guy instead of a leatherman? Is that a guy joke that I don't get? Leatherface? No, it's okay. <laughs> Assless chaps? What are we just naming things made out of leather now? <laughs> Word association. Go. Wonder Twin Powers activate. (laughs) 
Astro. No, Tina's fantasy was good. Uh, the whole diner thing was cute. I love seeing everybody in the nineties hair. And look, I, how cute were they all? And the, the girls look all look so good in those those uh, uniforms. They did. I don't even understand because those uniforms. I I I have been a server several times in my life, and server uniforms are fairly it never is. flat flattering. Like no. Well, never are they that well fitted either. Like no. those have been tailored. Those are. It's like those scrubs in Grey's Anatomy. Where my mother's an RN, my brother-in-law's a doctor, I know what scrubs look like on a human body, and they never look like that, because they're tailored on TV, and they look really cute, and it just makes you angry when you go to work, and you're like, sigh. Oh. Food service people never get good uniforms. Apparently they do in uh, fake New York. Oh. New New York. New New York. And yeah. they get to play in fountains. And that fountain is actually in L.A., Oh, yeah, because friend, Friends filmed there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun facts with X. <gasps> just facts. F-A-X-E. Oh. We had them comforting Tina and convincing her, which just felt like false I love hope. That, I was... love that Sam whacked her in the head with the trophy, though. <laughs> Tina was just so... Like, poor Tina just... She's gonna, like, not... She's gonna be, like, prone to concussions the rest of her life because of Glee Club. People are gonna always be like, did you play football? One game! <laughs> and all we did was lay down. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's my husband played football in high school, and that episode of Glee with the football was... I've never seen him more angry at an episode of TV in his life. He just constantly yelled about how that's not how you play football. <laughs> and that's really? not the rules. No kidding. Um, no, the, I liked that. I liked the boys kind of rallying, but I hated that it kind of gave false hope that Tina was going to go with them. Yeah, like how... You said this yesterday, like how sad for anyone who's a fan of Tina, and like, oh good, she's going to be going to New York. Oh no, she's not. Wah, wah. Well, I, I do think... <laughs> I do hope that she ends up there with the everyone else. With the everyone else. People not going to New York, though. Let's talk about those newbies again. Yeah, like, what... Well, they did have one little scene. They're packing up the last of the choir room, and then they're Tina's all the floor. <laughs> they don't even have janitors to clean up. They're sweeping Figgins the floor. Figgins is the janitor. Yeah, where was he at? He doesn't Not even have a job them. now. Mm-mm. He got fired because he wasn't the best janitor in, in in Ohio. He did not win number one in yeah. the janitor. So he got defunded. Well, don't you remember when they couldn't afford a janitor and Will Schuster was cleaning classrooms? That's how he like fell in love with Emma. He couldn't teach either, so he had to have a backup when they catch up to him. (laughs) The cleaning toilets, I do a good job of that. So yeah, that that hug. I mean, I knew that they cut that Kitty and Artie scene though, and that bugged me because. But there was a Kitty and Artie scene they cut. That yeah, originally. Because that's actually something I thought about. I'm like, well, he's like leaving. What's going to happen to her? Uh oh, Josh had a scene he wanted to see. Um, oh, yeah, no, gosh. yeah, they had a scene with Kitty and Artie where well, they, they talked up everything else. Where they talked about them doing a long distance relationship, and maybe they cut it because he offered to dump her as soon as he saw Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Ugh. So Bobo. Sometimes I, I just want to punch Artie Abrams in the face. Yeah, it, and I mean, I, I mean that's. A tribute to to the consistency, like with which he's written, and also Kevin's acting that I loathe him sometimes as much as I do. It's literally though, like every whenever I counter with, I've never that one of the reasons why Artie is not one of my favorite characters. With every relationship he's in, he comes off as horrible. Everyone always throws up to me. He's doing really well with Kitty, and one line this episode, the only time he's mentioned Kitty since like the well, they got mentioned in the trio thing. But the first time Artie has mentioned Kitty in episodes... I think he's going to dump her for Holly Holiday. Yeah. Although I did like that they remembered that he was like, 
into Holly like that way. That I mean, they at least consistent. they yeah, at least they had like because they also had that little throwaway line in the tribute video where Britney says the thing about him pulling a duck out of a hat which or whatever, ballad, which is yeah. from ballad. Yeah, yeah, I mean like she was she that was when she said when he said do anyone know what a ballad is and she says a male duck. <laughs> One of my favorite little jokes. Maybe the ducks in the hat. Um. But yeah, so she, like, I love that they had that little throwback to that. It was cute. Um, but yeah, that, so there was a lot of stuff. So I think they were just trying to throw it back to Artie having had a thing for Holly, Holly like, really early on. need to leave his, dump his Well, I agree. Be a text message. Well, that's how the kids do it these days. Is it? Apparently, yeah. Hey, if you you're know, one actually, of them kids, let's It's all about know. being Facebook official. I actually saw um, a Japanese phrase book, and one of the phrases they thought was important enough to translate into Japanese was, I'm breaking up with you and deleting you from my cell phone. Huh. Right, so apparently Artie still has her phone number, though, so there's a step in the right direction. Oh, good. But yeah, I would like to know what's going to happen with them. And, like, the same thing with, like, you know, what's the deal with Marley? Like, I, I really thought with Mercedes telling her to, like, go after her dreams, they were going to get some story where, like, Mercedes, like, um, offered to, you know get her songs produced or something where we find out that she got some sort of like, you know, meeting with like, yeah, Columbia or whatever it was that, or that the kids realize that they don't need a school sanctioned club to do stuff together. Yeah. That would have been not, uh, it, I did like that. It was a step in the right direction that when the original, like the old, the originals, um, thought Glee club was being disbanded. It was, we're never going to talk to each other in the hallway. And these kids, when they were like, Glee Club's disbanding, well, you know, we'll still say hi to each other in the hallway. There was that nice little dialogue Well, between... yeah, Kitty said something about that. Well, yeah. of course I'll still talk to you. Yeah, it was totally... It just, again, like, it highlights the dyna- how different the dynamic was. And the way those kids, like, you know, they were excited to go see their friends graduate. And they actually did the graduation in... Glee cannot get graduation right. Last time, at least, it was... No, at least this year it was in alphabetical order. Come on. Last year... Give them a little credit. Yeah, so the last graduation, it was in alphabetical order, and they let somebody play drums or something. I don't know. It was weird. And then this one, the kids are in the audience, and they're, like, not even lined up, and they're just sitting in random places. Well, when you only got ten kids to graduate, you can do it that way. Go to the band, though. What about the rest of the student body there? Apparently, the, the 2013 class was about a third of the size of the 2012 class. Because the 2012 class filled that stage. Yeah. That's Stone still a small... Stoner Brett didn't graduate. Well, he's well, high. Yeah, the whole and idea is that he'll be there forever. He's... JBI didn't graduate. He just disappeared. As did Lauren Zeises. And Sugar. And Joe. They died. They sometimes need to just do some random reference to, like, what happened to all those people that just disappeared. Like, what happened to them? Did they just get sucked into, like, the basement at McKinley or something? Yeah, where's the neck brace Cheerio? Was she a senior? No. (laughs) I just had my answer resolved. Do you have a question? I like how firm we were in that, too. Like, there was no question. Like, nope, neck brace Cheerio did not graduate. Well, it's, it's funny that you asked about questions. I just remembered that we had one from Hopelessly Devoted Gleek that said, what do you guys think the weakest part of the episode was? Um, for me, it was every time Holly spoke. It would just bring me out of the moment, and all I could think was how out of place, out of touch, and weirdly over the top she was. Here, here, I like this person. Josh, what was your least favorite part, weakest part of the episode? Oh, God. The, the, the singing uh, <laughs> part with the... Uh, 
<laughs> the part where they were in a glee club. Oh, well, Puckerman and uh, you just pointed at the whole episode. No, the Puckerman and the the blonde Quinn. That was, that, yeah, because it was sort of like, why was it there? You didn't give any. You know, that was you. You're better off showing the arty scene than that, because it didn't like jive with the episode. It had no point to be there. It was an outtake from last week. Well, it was just Bobo. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? What was the weakest part of the episode for you? Uh, for me, I definitely think the weakest part was the song choice for the Animal Husbandry Club, like, in order to try to tie that in, or them picking that as the club that they were going after. It was very kind of surreal. (laughs) Nine Inch Nails, really? and, And to have Gwyneth Paltrow, I honestly, like, really liked her in duets. So I know that I'm probably in the minority here. I think that she sings beautifully, in songs that are suited for her, and that not that one definitely was not one of them. Would you have rather My they sing closer? To party oh, of course, I'd love animal, to hear for the Animal Husbandry Club sing closer by Iron. You Nails. mean I want to let you like an animal? Yes. Well, because that's what the whole club's about. Yeah. It's very fitting. It, well, that, and and I would oh, I would love so funny. <laughs> I would love to hear Gwyneth Paltrow sing that song. Really belted out. Well, I mean, she did the clean version of uh, um, "Fuck You." Yeah, forget she did. you. Yes, she did. It was very kid spot. Um, it was cute, though. What was your weakest part? You know, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some, I'm finally gonna get hate over this because everyone else loved it, but I was not a fan of the Will You're So Awesome video. I wasn't either. I mean, I mean, I I do feel you know I saw someone I want to say it was Jude posted something about um, that it was nostalgia for. Like, that she used to like Will, and I think that that nostalgia for me is there, that I missed that how I used to feel about Will Schuster in season one, or like I was rooting for him and wanted him to have not a wife that was faking a pregnancy. Um, but the whole, I don't, I just, I don't know. What what did you think, oh, as an aside, about the Quinn as clean surrogate, or uh, egg donor? I think it was totally a throw to uh, the new normal. yeah. Oh my gosh, it was the funniest. Um, did you see the new normal? Yeah, yeah. Did you, Josh? Yeah, we watched it. Yes. yes. Um, that literally all the complaints were that this was basically adult Klein mm-hmm. with a blonde lady mm-hmm. having a baby for him, mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> Josh finally gets it. I see. Yeah. No, I I thought it was funny. I, I d- she was so cute in that too, like all her posing. I don't eat the egg. Um. I really that was wish adorable, there was more though. tie-ins with American Horror Story, though. Yeah. One day we'll get that Halloween episode I've been asking for. One day. Yeah, Halloween episode would be cool. Um, Tina comes to New York, murders everyone. Um, <laughs> so it was all a well, dream. It, yeah, Tina's dream sequences. She, oh, yeah, it would be a great outlet for that. Yep. Call us, Glee. We got ideas. Um, so many disturbed. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about this with a, then, of course do a tribute video for Will to that's really addressed to his unborn child, which that's kind of cool, I guess. I mean, that's sweet of them to do. Let's actually get to the heart of the real problem. What? Where was Emma while he was dancing, booty, yeah. booty dancing with with uh, Blondie and, and, and what? Drunky. And yeah. Blondie. Drunk we also Blondie. had a thing for when he was in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, she's sitting at home barefoot bubble, and pregnant. That's bubble what. bath in it and or whatever the hell. But they seriously, play like where, like wh- I, I really missed her in this episode. There's no resolution I, there. No, mm. no. No, I mean, the resolution is she's pregnant, happily ever after, because all couples want babies forever. Ginger, except for me. 
Onion. Yeah, ginger kid. Yeah, apparently the ginger's uh, pregnancy is a debilitating uh, infliction. Oh, actually, though, you know what? I'm going to be fair here that someone with Emma's level of OCD throwing up in morning sickness would be, like, the most horrific thing in the world. That's true. Okay, If she's not faking it like the previous wives. (laughs) I love that they did that, though. Didn't you remember the scene that she had where where Will says to her, like, you're for real, right? You're not, like, faking it. Because that's happened to me before. Before, yeah. Like that's an actual episode that we all watched. Like, I I didn't really care though for the will. I mean, I liked "Don't Stop Believing." I wish they'd stop doing that song. It should be done now. It's done. Please stop. Um, they shut the doors on. Lila. The only season they haven't done it is like season two. Or they, they do it in season, season three. three. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm just kind of done with it now. We can stop. There's so many other Don't songs stop out believing, there. Ryan. You can pick other ones. Yeah, I mean, I get, and I'm. I have a feeling it'll make a it'll make a reappearance in the finale, like the series finale. The show will one day end. Yeah, like next season. <gasps> That's a spoiler. Spoiler alert! The show's gonna end someday. Oh. Um, All shows must come to. No, an end. I liked it. It was cute. Rachel singing Finn's part. Very true. It was Rachel singing Finn's part. Um, that was uh sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that Kurt finally got the solo in, or a solo line in Don't yeah. Stop Believing. The singing with Will and Blaine was hilarious because Will kept making sink eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did like too that there were different combinations of singing in there that we hadn't really, you know, seen before in that song. Like it was a, it was, it was more of a new version than and we've gotten so far. It was much more original than the Rachel solo version from last season. Yes. Which I liked, because I like Leah Michelle's singing, but it was, like, the completely unnecessary random audition song ever. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but... No, this was much better. Much, much better. My only problem with it is that, you know, where it keeps reappearing, it doesn't have the range that Teenage Dream had when it was on there the first time and the second time. Yeah, when you only use it, like, once and then as a callback... The more you use something, the less emotionally poignant it becomes. Yeah. And this has now just become watered down. Well, and the one that Rachel auditioned with, even though the version wasn't, you know, really that different, like, what was cool about it was they were wearing their original costumes in her mind. So, like, that was kind of cool. And Kurt's transformation. And, you know, it, it in hindsight, it's significant because it's the last time uh, Finn and Rachel are on screen together. Yeah. Um, the last performance they did together, wasn't it? Yes, now I'm sad. Um, Sorry. No, I, I and I the vo- voiceover at the end of the episode was um a little overdone. I love that the last voice you hear is Finn's, but yeah, I mean it just some of the I some of the 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 snippets that they chose to me, like the one of Rachel saying being a part of special something special makes you special. Like that to me is a quintessential like Glee quote. Except one of her hugest character developments was her saying. It wasn't being a part of something that makes me special. I'm special. Like, that's a huge moment when Rachel mm-hmm. says that. But, I mean, it is, it, it's kind of the point of Glee Club, was that they all were special, and being part of that was special for them, too. Except so. for Sugar and Joe. Except for Sugar and Joe. And Matt Rutherford. Where are they now? Nobody knows. Matt Rutherford. Um, apparently buried on the island owned by April Rhodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, where she hides all the bodies. Um, Halloween episode, just saying. <laughs> it's all a dream. No, um... Or it's more than just a dream. So at the end of the episode, Will gets an audition. Um, Sue... By the way, that conversation between Sue and Will. Sue comes off as sympathetic and interesting because she won. 
Like, of course you're going to relate and be friendly to the person you vanquished. No, you're not. You could just crush him dead. But that's the reason... But, like, you should. But Sue is a sore loser and not always an awful winner, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, as long as she's on top, she's, she's content. Yeah, she's you're not. content. And so not only does she get rid of Glee Club, which is all she's wanted, she, not gets, all, she gets rid of Will by getting him... A job interview. But at, she compliments him first, you know, being well, a worthy course, adversary. Of course you're going to say that to them. I say that to people I beat all the time. Um, and it's at Vocal Adrenaline, which is like the show choir equivalent of coaching for the Kentucky Wildcats. Like, it's well paid. It's highly regarded. People don't last super long because it's, it's such a pressure cooker. guest stars. Well, and the pressure cooker. You give them, like, that's the... Yeah. They talk about that continuously on the show that the coaches. She's gonna win again because he's gonna end up out of it altogether. Yeah, and he'll be pumping gas in New York trying to get back with the kid. They're like, "You're like old, go away." But would he be a good fit for Vocal Adrenaline He'd because be... of their different style of Greek club like entirely? I'm just a little worried that Vocal Adrenaline and their past tactics might be too old for Will Schuster. I, I mean, he would. <laughs> you know, it is funny because, like, inevitably, like, I don't know why they ever tried to do close-ups with vocal adrenaline because they've got like all the like, like backup dancers and stuff are in it. Like Brooke Lipton has been a, in Vocal Adrenaline before. Mm-hmm. She was also in the Jane Addams Academy. Like she's like just occasionally just like a backup dancer, and it's like it's so obvious that they're older than high school students. Like the main cast is pushing it, you know, to look like high school students, but those guys like really look like grown-ups. You yeah. Know? Um, I, I just, it, it was an unsatisfying ending. I feel like that, yeah, I know that they wanted the hundredth episodes, because this wasn't really the hundredth, to be a nostalgia trip, but... It didn't feel like a, like a nostalgia trip. If you wanted, It felt like a series finale, which was really weird. Bing, bing, bing. Um, and this is something Josh has brought up, that this is like a Ryan Murphy trope, where he kind of does a mini-series finale, and then flips the show. Right, Josh? Absolutely. Very true. That's all he's gonna do. Well, we're he's run out of he's run out of ideas. <laughs> well, or he's focused on other projects. I think yep. it's more what happens. Um, okay, so we're almost out of time. So it's time for some rapid fire. Um, Kyle, does your girl want to party all the time? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> Josh, most pointless guest star. Most pointless guest star for this episode. Yeah. The uh, uh, the one from. Uh, the pie maker. The one from Pushing Daisies. That's April Rhodes. Yeah, her. The pie maker. <laughs> he always calls Pushing Daisies the pie maker. Um, okay, Ryan. Yes, familiar face you're most glad to see. Oh, glad to see. Uh, well, yeah, Mike Chang got dialogue. That was nice. And he work. got to dance. Oh, my yep, gosh. Dialogue and getting dance to, getting Way to go, see, Mike Chang. Getting to see him dance with Jake and Will. We've been wanting that since Jake was and introduced. Brittany, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brittany didn't... As much. Which Heather Morris, you know, she's had a baby in the past year. That's fine with me. I get it. Um, no, but getting to see Jake and Will and Mike Chang dance made me really happy Mike got brought back. Alright. Axe. Actually, I'm going to throw you off balance. Who Who's the one character you most wanted to see that didn't make an appearance? Matt Rutherford. No, that's, that's a lie. Uh, Lawrence Isis. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, I think that I'm going to do this again. It's rapid fire and I'm going to explain my answer. Um... <laughs> But no, I just really liked her as a character, and to be honest, like... That's who I thought Puck was going to end up with if he's going to end up with a high right? school sweetheart. Exactly. I'm sorry. They were soulmates. And I am I liked that they never played her size for a joke. They, or, you know, it was never... That bottom... Or the big-ass heart? That wasn't... Well, 
okay, that may be a little bit. But, like, it wasn't the punchline. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't the point of her character. Mm -hmm. Like, that never became an issue, except for that she said to, you know, like, no, it's not okay to say you like fat bottom girls. Like, that was the point, was, like, you know, no, I am, I'm me. That's, you need to like me for me, not, you know. I did love that scene where she pushed Santana around, that the hallway fight with Santana and Lauren. (laughs) I would have loved a rematch just for the, like, callback of it. But if they're well, going to bring her... Well, wasn't going to do anything. She's all, oh, I'm good and nice now. <laughs> That's <laughs> not at all what happened. I, I, don't know. Yeah, um, I, I think it was more like, you know... <laughs> nice try, though. But, like, if they're going to bring... you path going after someone else. Like, if, yeah. The, if, there was another antelope that fell down closer to her. <laughs> <laughs> if... If they're going to bring prey. back... Although, if they're going to bring back Lauren's eye season, it's going to be like it was in... In Sadie Hawkins, I don't want her back because that was just like to me like demeaning. She was such a strong character, like had so much self confidence and like, um, just she just was a good character. So I I wish they would have brought her back. Well, speaking of oddly missing, um, Coach Beast has been yeah. just gone. She ran Myth. out of quirky nonsensical. I love her quirky nonsensical rednecky sounding things. Excuse you. And eating four. Redneck is an insult to my people. In I, those are my people too. You were in it was one whole chicken. And <laughs> actually, after seeing you eat tonight, that that's not very <laughs> far from what happened. <laughs> You'd like me some chicken. Well, on that note, that's all we have time for tonight. I want to thank our guests, Kyle and Josh, <laughs> the Peanut Gallery. Um, join us next week when we recap new new new. I can't say that. New New York. New That's new. like that episode of Doctor Who. New, 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 New York. Okay, and I, I have to like say, Ryan is actually new, new. super excited about that clean scene with the bed bugs <laughs> like, that was in the preview. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that clean scene so much. Yeah. Um, and our guests are going to be Mimsy, and we've got a new guest coming up, Tree. Um, and so remember, if you have questions or comments for Lima Heights Adjacent, you can hit up our ask on Tumblr or send us an email at limaheightsadjacentpodcast at gmail.com. That's how we do it, Lima Heights.